Hey, hey everyone, welcome to the Texas Outlaw Running Talk Show. This is your host, Briston Rains. I'm the founder, owner, and Texas Division Race Director here at Texas Outlaw Running. This episode you're about to listen to is known as Shooting the Bull. Shooting the Bull episodes release every Monday and we shoot the bull about running, fitness, and life itself. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to leave us a rating. Thanks for tuning in and enjoy this show of us shooting the bull. Good morning, Asher. Good morning, Briston. Dude, you look like you're about to go to work on a cube. <laughs> yeah, you're actually correct. <laughs> you I'm got an office go job, Asher? I got a big boy office job. Oh, boy. Yeah, if y'all need uh, any financial... um anything as far as if you need some life insurance if you need some uh r- some roths iras if you need a budget hit up asher if you don't have your financial plan your financial plan figured out i'm here for you yes y'all should have heard him the other day he gave me a call and uh <laughs> well actually let me preface this by saying Two weeks ago, I told him that I will be his first client, that I will need to get life insurance, and I need to get a Roth IRA. And so he calls me like two days ago, or actually it was yesterday. He calls me yesterday, and he's like, hey, Briston. He's like, "Um, I would like to schedule a meeting with you to help your financial need. And it sounded so salesy, and I was like, bro. I was like, that sounds so salesy, bro. I was like, hold on. And then he was like, he was like, oh, 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 oh yeah, oh yeah, you're my friend. How are you? It's like he he was having like a self reflection of like, oh, oh, I'm not trying to sell Briston. He's actually my friend. It was funny. It was funny. Yeah, sure. You got to work on that yeah. sales pitch, man. I know it's uh, it's really weird having to, you know, think about language but also interact with your friends and family. Um, that's why I'm really looking forward to interacting with people that aren't my friends or family because it's like with them, it'll be, it's strict I'm just business. some guy, but know me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's strict business when it's just somebody that you're working on directly with. Yeah. Yeah, right. bro. Well, funny. that's funny. That's funny. Asher. Yeah. I feel like if you're going to sell, man, if you're going to sell, like, you got to be like, not think about your words. You just got to like, let it come out naturally. You know what I mean? But yeah. I believe in you, Asher. You got this. You got this. I'm going to put Asher's email in the description. So if y'all do actually need like, if y'all do actually need that business to business, like, oh, I do need life insurance, whatever. Go check that out. But that's not what this podcast is for. All right. To the point. So Asher, right now, um, I don't know about you, but I'm at a point in my life where I'm traveling a lot and we're driving all these places. I'm always in a vehicle going somewhere, especially being a race director, man. I'm driving all over. And honestly, it's difficult to find time to go to the gym, to go get a run in, to go do what you got to do. It's difficult. It is hard. I remember back in high school when I was all in on running that it didn't matter if we were traveling. It didn't matter if there was a gym or not. I was getting my strength training in and I was getting my running each day. And that was five, no, 
six days a week. And I was going to figure out a way. I remember one time we went on a vacation as a family to Florida and I forgot my running shoes. I was like, I don't know, 16 and, or maybe I was 15. I couldn't go drive and go get running shoes and they weren't going to pay for any. So what did I do? I ran on the beach barefoot for four, five days straight. Yes, son. Yes, son. And I remember, I remember when we moved into, uh, when we moved to Fayetteville, Arkansas to do training and we had our cross country house. That was such a cool thing that we did. All those guys, we got a cross country house and we got together and we were going to live up there all summer and train. I remember the day we moved in, it was like 10 o'clock at night. And we had, I had been driving all the way up to move all my stuff in and I got everything moved in. I remember maybe it was like 11 o'clock at night. I got, I got in my, well, I, I ran out of the house and I hit the trail and I went and ran 11 miles and I got done and it was like 11 o'clock at night. And like, I just did what I had to do, man. And it was gritty. It was gritty, but something's changed. Something has changed since then, because now when I, if, if I'm traveling or um, we're somewhere and I just can't, there's no gym or anything. I've honestly gotten to where I just run where I can and I don't take any crazy uh, initiatives to go get my run in because I actually, and this might sound crazy. I actually found that to be more self-destructive than supportive in a way, because if you, Make sure you go get your run in and it's 11 o'clock at night and you do that every day. You end up over exhausting yourself if it's pretty consistent of getting your run in no matter what. And it's in, it's at irregular times. One, if you run, I think it's two or three hours before you go to sleep or you work out. Um, you don't have as good sleep and therefore you don't recover as well. And then two, you get less sleep. So let's say you've been running, you've been doing stuff all day and it's 10 o'clock at night and that's the only time you can get your run in. Well, you need sleep to recover. And if, you, if you've been having a heavy training load, you need to make sure that you get that sleep so that way your body can recover. And it's more important that you sleep than you go and get that run in. Depending on yep. the scenario, of course, that's if you're having a heavy training load and you've been training and working hard. Now, if you're some lazy bum and it's your only run of the week and it's Friday and it's 10 o'clock at night. Yeah, dude, go get your run in. You probably don't need as much sleep as you've been having. If you haven't ran all week or exercised all week, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but with that being said, yeah, man, when you're on the go and you're traveling, you got to have a healthy relationship with working out and exercising. It can't just be go hard 24 seven, but it also can't be lean back, let it go 24 seven. You got to have that healthy balance. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think there are times in our lives where like you're saying, you're, you're traveling a lot. I'm really busy right now. So that's actually been something that I've had to come to terms with is you have to know whenever it's like time to put your head down and train and like you'll make time for it. And then you got to know when to put your head down and like, I'm going to get it done when I can get it done kind of thing. And if I miss a day here and there, I'm not going to beat myself up over it, but rather I'm just going to use it as an opportunity to maybe try something else or maybe do something else on that day that I normally wouldn't do, or just, you know, use it as a straight recovery day. Um, 
But it's funny that you say that, you know, especially like the running prior to sleep and like, oh, this is my only time of the day. I can I can really get it in is because um, it's like if you don't already have that time in the morning where you've set aside. All right. I'm going to have an hour to myself to run and then lift. If you don't are if you're not you know taking advantage of that morning, those morning hours, like obviously it's hard for us to do that. Um, we're human. And, you know, we always, we're always going to want to spend those extra hours, extra minutes in the bed, as opposed to getting out, especially when it's winter, man. I was actually thinking about this the other day. I think humans don't think about the fact that we're also affected by the winter, just like animals are. Um, our bodies tend to, we don't hibernate, obviously, but our energy levels actually in the winter, whenever the sun is out for fewer hours of the day, our energy levels tend to dip a little bit. And uh, it's like a good time, like the winter time is a good time for you to really just focus on recovery, which is funny for like runners because it's like, well, I'm going to use the, the cold weather to my advantage and go run faster, go run farther. But uh, anyways. Well, you have yeah. to think, you have to think that makes sense because in the summertime, it's hotter and your body's working harder. And so it makes sense that like, just as the trees have a recovery period where they leaves fall off and they, you know, shed their leaves and then they come back the next year stronger in the summer, you know, it kind of makes sense. But yeah, it is kind of counterintuitive because runners, like the cold is our prime time to run some fast time, some far, some far distances, especially living in the South. Um, I guess it's opposite if you live in the mountains because <laughs> they can't really run much when it's freezing cold snow and mountains out there. But right. um, I guess they can do it right. But yeah, man, we're having to like bike in the summer and run in the winters. It seems like. Yeah, for real. It's brutal out here. But um, yeah, man, I think. I, so, you know who Jocko Willink is, and I think I've, I've probably talked to him before or talked about him a couple of times, but anyways, he had, he's just so disciplined and he has this really good routine that even whenever he's on vacation, like in a hotel, he still breaks out the, uh, little hotel towel from the, the bathroom, you know, the hotel bathroom and he'll just do burpees in his hotel room for like an hour before he has to go and do, you know, a conference, like speak at a conference or something like that. So obviously not all of us have, um, you know, inhuman, an inhuman ability to be disciplined at 4 a.m., 3.30 a.m. in the morning. But, you know, if you could in some way just be like, all right, even though I'm traveling, I'm going to make time in the morning or maybe in the middle of the day or in the afternoon for my exercise, then that's kudos to you because, you know, that's that's an ability not everybody has. You know, Asher, you know. <laughs> I will say um the man it, it was it was a couple months ago when this happened but we had traveled and we were in a hotel and I needed to get my strength training in cuz I don't want to go more than 4 days without doing strength training cuz I don't want to lose what I've gained and so I went into the dang musty hotel gym and I did my workout but let me tell you man the hardest gym workout you'll ever do is in a musty hotel gym when you're on vacation or you're visiting and you don't want to work out. 
It is hard. Now, I don't know what it is about hotel gyms, man, but they are so depressing. Like when I get in there, I do not want to work out. And it's funny, a lot of times they'll have like <laughs> they'll have they'll have on the wall like a a painting of somebody running or something, and it's like their little motivate motivation. But like I don't I don't know about you, but is it just me or is it just like the lighting in the hotel gyms is terrible? It's like depressing lighting. And then the equipment itself is like you can probably have better equipment at your house than what they got in the hotel gym. Is that just me or, or have you experienced that? No, I think you're, I think you're right. It's just, maybe it's not, I don't know if it's necessarily depressing, but it's like a place that I don't, I wouldn't want to consistently work out in. I think it's also, um, whenever you ever seen a hotel gym with windows, it's always like a closed off box, you know, and maybe a couple TVs and a mirror and that's about it. Um, and then the other thing is it's never as big as like a regular gym, obviously. And then that usually means that there's maybe one other person, but usually it's just you. So it's, it's just a place where I would understand you could just get depressed really easily. And it's, and it's honestly really hot a lot of the times too. (laughs) Yeah. Pretty hot and humid. You know, there was this one time, man, and I could not believe it but we walked into a gym and a hotel and there was a peloton dude it was nice because it had this huge screen on the bike and you can i went and rode in iceland bro and i, and I was telling carly i was like if i knew this was here i would have been on it a lot longer than this and i would have been on it like several days before i had no idea that it was in there man but yeah it was a nice peloton and yeah yeah, man, those, whenever, like, they they got all these new uh, workout machines, like, they got the, uh, they got the Zwift um, thing that you can plug into your bike, and they even got Zwift for running, to where, I think you can plug it on a treadmill or something, and, like, you have your screen set up, and you're running in this virtual world, or this um, other place, and it, it's, like, engaging, it's fun, it's almost like a video game, and, dude, that, that stuff, man, is very initiative. It's, I like it, man, because, you know, if you are, if it is freezing cold, terrible weather outside, yeah, you can go run out there and it'll be miserable. I've done it. <laughs> I still do. I don't got yeah. the, I don't got the Peloton and the Zwifts and all that. But hey, if you do, man, that's the way to do it. That's the way to go. Hey, do you yeah. think, you know, with about a hundred listeners, a week do you think the peloton zwift will send us some free free stuff asher <laughs> uh i don't know about 100 listeners maybe if we maybe if we get to like a thousand ten thousand they might start considering it but all right who knows? Well, asher as vice president of the shooting the bull episodes or yeah as vice president of shooting the bull i give you the task of emailing them and asking them to come sponsor our podcast i like it I think I will. Okay. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the best, I don't know about you, but some of the best runs I've ever had have been when I have a route that I've always wanted to do that involves hitting a certain amount of locations within the loop, self-supported. For example, in high school, 
I I love doing this, man. Like there would be another city like 10 miles away and I would make it my goal to run from like where I was living to that other city and back just to say I did it. Um, And I did that two times. And then another time there's this big loop out in the country I wanted to run. It was like 14 miles. It was a hot summer day. I went and ran it and it sucked. It was miserable. There were dogs, but and I called it the journey to the Valley of Custard. I still remember the name I named it on Strava, but it was fun, man. Looking back, like these, like whatever you um, have a route in your head that you want to do that you haven't ever done before and you're and they're self-supported. I don't know what it is about it, but it makes you want to get out the door and go run that route. I don't know yeah. if you've experienced the same thing, Asher. Um but there's been several times, man, to where I plan a route out that I'm like, that would be cool to do. Like, for example, I live in Longview, Texas. Tyler, Texas is about, I think, 30 miles down, 30 miles some other way, or maybe 40 miles. And I've always thought, man, that would be pretty cool if I would have run, for, if I could, if I ran from here to there. I remember we've even talked about running from our college town in Arkansas, the little Magnolia, Arkansas all the way to Texarkana, Arkansas, which is 60 miles. Yeah. Like that stuff is intriguing. It's interesting. It makes you want to go and do it. I don't know what it is about it. Do you have the same thing happen to you, Asher? Yeah, I think it's like just the exploration, like the ability to explore and try something new. Like I always geek out over trails. Like if I see a trail, like a dirt, dirt trail, that's always what it is. It's never like, I don't, I, I mean, I like running on pavement, but if it's like a, you know, thin gravel, that kind of trail, I'm always like, dude, I want to go run on that so bad. <laughs> like, uh, you know, whenever we lived in Fayetteville, going back to that, we had chili pepper right next to us, all those dirt roads, man, I would geek over the fact that, oh, I'm going to go get to try that out, uh, over the summer, like all the time. And, you know, I ran on it so much. Um, but yeah, that's, that's definitely one of the the more fun parts about like running long and running far and yeah. fast. So, yeah, it, it, by changing it up, running a new route, you haven't never ran before and running a big loop all by yourself. It's, it's exciting. You know, like if I'm ever struggling, I'm like, Oh, I don't want to go run today. Well, if I plan a loop that I've never done before and something that I've just wanted to explore my own two feet and I go and do it, it is really fun. So, yeah. um, yeah, maybe, maybe someone listening can, uh, benefit, benefit from this, um, from this episode, whether they're traveling or if they want something to spice up their running life, that's a little different. Um, they can try, uh, running some crazy route they haven't ever ran before because that stuff is fun, man. It really is. But well, it's about in time for our episode. We appreciate y'all listening. Hey, Listen, the best thing y'all can do right now before y'all hop off is give this show a rating, five-star review. So if you're listening, if you've been listening, I encourage you to leave a five-star review. If this is your first time listening and you didn't like it and you want to leave a bad review, get on out of here, boy. Go on somewhere. (laughs) We don't need any negative around here, negative nillies. So, um that being said, that's enough for that. Asher, you got anything? Um, yes. Don't do too much treadmill running 
during the winter, y'all. Toughen your skin up. <laughs> yeah. You even though it might be a little miserable to go run, if especially if you're a morning runner, go run at like five AM, six AM when it's 30, 40, 50 degrees. Um, it's better than treadmill running because I did a lot of treadmill running last winter and my butt got weak. And so I'm having to deal with a weak butt right now and having to do a lot of squats and that kind of thing. So uh don't let your butt get weak. <laughs> hey, that's gonna be a t shirt. We're gonna make it. Hey, with that being said, let me say this real quick. We are bringing t-shirts. We have, I had a guy design um, a t-shirt that says trail runner on the back. And it's, each, it's this guy and this girl. So it's for each, each gender. There's a guy and a girl running through a Texas desert wearing ultra running gear or trail running gear. And it says Texas outlaw running under it. And it looks sick. We got those ordered. Um, but t-shirts coming soon. If you want the t-shirts, if you want the merch, come to our races. That's where we're selling them. I have uh, hats we're selling, old event shirts we're selling. And then we got the new t-shirts and hoodies that are going to have those designs that we're going to be selling. So excited about that. Say that again, Asher. What was that motto that you just said? Don't let your butt get weak. Let your butt get weak. Okay. I'm going to write that down. All right. Well, don't let your butt get weak. And with that being said, thanks for listening to Shooting Bull, and we'll see y'all next Monday on Shooting Bull.